This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Hot D and Lord of the Rings nerds out there. I'm Joanna. Say it. Krupnik. And I'm Brian. Miscommunications bother me so much, Plofsky. And we're so happy you could take off your mask, relax, enjoy your family to be with us today. (laughs) Because today in the Nerdverse, we are headed to King's Landing and more give you our thoughts on the seventh episode of the rings of power on amazon prime and episode eight of house of the dragon on hbo some housekeeping be sure to head to the feed and check out all of our past episodes on house of the dragon rings of power and while you're there check out our coverage of she hulk and andor and werewolf by night you may be thinking how can you keep up with all this well it's easy for you Just be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and follow along on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. But first, as we start all of our episodes, this is your spoiler alert for today's episodes. Game of Thrones, Fire and Blood, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. We will be spoiling quite a few of those things, so this is your spoiler alert alert. And now, let's... Hop in and enter Nerdverse Customs. Let me see your identification. Hold on. Hold on. This week, we're headed into the Westerosi and Middle-Earthen sector of the Nerdverse. All right, Joanna, hand over your passport. Um, your, your Game of Thrones Hot D passport. You have four stamps. Um, what, what stamps are these? Uh, these are missing eyes. Uh, I got four missing eye sockets. <laughs> oh wow! My passport—it's pretty graphic. Uh, pretty what graphic. about you? Uh, mine is two masks. Ah, two uh, golden masks, maybe. Two golden masks. And then, may I see your Tolkien passport as, as well? Yeah, I have three apples. Oh, very nice. I have six. Uh, six. Hmm. 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 Six. What do I want to have? How about dropped buckets in the? Oh repair? yes, of course. Six dropped buckets. Sure. Six dropped buckets. Um. All right. Wow. What a week. What a weeks. I think I said that the last time we recorded. Um. But it's been a week. So let's talk about hot D first, as we yeah. are one to do. Um. I go a little let's, bit off the rails when it gets to Lord of the Rings. So. Yeah, let's just hop, let's hop right into that hot D. Um, this is the Prince of Tides. Uh, this is six years later. What did you think of this episode, and how did you adjust to this time jump? The only this I I, I, I like this time jump the best. The kids are horrible people. Um, I was gonna say the kids I, are all right, and they are not all right. No. Um, like this time jump, 
I I'm I feel like they're not aging Sir Christian Cole up at all. They're not <laughs> even trying. He's the same fresh-faced boy we saw when they were children. And that's the only thing that bothers me. I think all the other aging up is great. Viserys was so deeply spooky and creepy. I absolutely loved it. Um uh, Patty Constantine is just knocking it out of the freaking park. Um, Patty Constantine, give him an Emmy for this, maybe. Uh, he's spectacular. He's uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, and I think for the next what this is episode seven. So for the next two, eight. I think we, we. This is episode eight. Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so for the next two episodes, uh, we, uh, we are. We may Locked be without. right in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Patty Considine, what a performance. Apparently, George R. R. Martin texted him and said, like, you're a better Viserys than I wrote. Which is... And then I think Patty Considine wrote, well, well, that's something. Or he, like, said that in an interview. And it's just charming as ever. Um, yeah. Just, wow. Um... Also, he's supposed to be like 52, so let that sink in for a second because he I looks mean, the Iron horrible. Throne is, yeah, it's is, really is eating a bit, yeah. Um, this time jump was probably the hardest one for me to, ad- I love this episode, uh, no surprise. Um, everyone is just better and better. I just thought that this time jump was tricky because it was, I had just gotten used to the big one and, well, not just, but twice over gotten used to it and i knew the kids were gonna jump up in this one in terms of age um uh sometimes the ages don't make actually a lot of sense if you're a book reader but i let that go so that was a little hard for me to just sort of get my bearings as to how long it's been since she's been in king's landing and the fact that helena so we see helena and Aegon, they've already they have children not only are they married now but they have children um it's just it's just a lot of change um but i i got there you know it's just you just gotta like get your bearings but i have no issue with Kristen cole not aging at all i think it's because he's just fabian fankel he's just such just so good looking i just think they couldn't bear to do it brian i think they're just like let this man just be so beautiful um so no i had no interest and he wasn't really in that much of this episode too no but i wasn't like they age him up like with facial hair it's like you could throw like some gray hairs on the side of you know what i mean that's true the only other possibility is that if he's going to stick around for a little bit, um, which I don't know what they're going to do, but they, they'll age him at the same rate that they age uh, Emma Darcy and uh, Olivia Cook. So sure. I don't know. But, uh, but then yeah. you're right. He was that age when he was with the younger girls. So I don't know. Um, so the first thing we see is Corliss. Well, we don't see it. We hear that Corliss is like on death's door. I, it was kind of bizarre that we didn't see him. Yeah, I think that was because he because they were saying he was being shipped back, you know, on whatever. I, I, I think I definitely think it was weird that, like, we didn't get to see him for like two seconds. Yeah. And she hasn't Rainice hasn't seen him in six years. Just wild. But I did appreciate <laughs> some of the very funny lines at the beginning where they're trying to help us figure out who the kids are. Where like. When Jace is trying to learn Valerian and he's like, come on, Jace, you've got this. Yeah, and he's yeah. like talking to himself. And then he's like, come on, Joffrey, let's go to the other room. Like that was. Well, Joffrey wasn't you. even in this episode at all. He was just like in front of the fire and with like the nanny. 
And mm. so he was just like, come on, little Joffrey, like, let's go. No, I don't even think Joffrey was in front of the fire. His his brother was in front. His other brother was in front of the fire. Um, I think, I know at some point he said, come along, Joffrey. Maybe I made oh, that maybe. up. Oh, maybe. I think, I think somewhere it was that. Um, so, yeah. And then, of course, uh, Rhaenyra is, is pregnant again um, after having two kids. Um, and then. So let's they- take a step back. Yes, please. Currently, Renera has, like, outside of the womb, has five children. She has the three that were sired by her guard. Very nice word, Brian. Sired, yes. Uh, so, strong. A str- the strong boys. Yes. The strong boys. So she has, so the oldest is what, Jace? Yes. Then, then Lucerin? Yeah, Luke. Lucerin. Luke, yeah. who is the one that they were arguing over, should that person be put into Driftwood? Um, yes, Driftmark. Yep. Driftmark. Um, and then the third one is Joffrey. Joffrey was the one that she gave birth to and she like walked to the queen. Yeah, we, we are the godparents. We witnessed that birth. Yeah, yes. yeah. And then the other two, Viser- uh, I forget what the older one's name is. Uh, Aegon. Aegon and Viserys, uh, because yeah. they're trying to make this very easy for us, um, uh-huh. are her two kids with Damon. And then she has a third right now in the womb. Correct. You Which nailed it. I know what happens next. Oh, yeah. I guess you're on TikTok. Do they do that stuff on TikTok or you just yeah, somewhere? I, so, okay. Yeah. So we won't talk about it here. Um, but um, Well, we can talk yeah. about it. We'll just put them at the end and we'll, be, we'll do a big thing where like we're talking about spoilers or something. Because mm-hmm. we can do that. You and I. I mean, some yeah, people yeah. have read the books. But yeah, we'll make a big marker if we want to talk about that. Um. Yeah, you have that correct. Um, the and then Allison's children. Um, Aegon is the eldest. Aemond is the second. Now I will say it's a little complicated because Aemond and I didn't. I was supposed to import the names of the actors that play all these kids, but I didn't do it. Um, they he the kid that's playing Aemond Drosselmeyer <laughs> looks a striking. Older. Re, yeah, looks older. So it's he looks perfect, but. It's you. I had to keep being like, that's not Aegon, that's not Aegon, that's Aemond. And again, Aemond one eye, like we know all that, but he just looks like it's just so. Why wouldn't you pick an an Aegon that just looks the eldest? But anyway, um, Aegon and then Aemond and then Helena. And Helena is married to Aemon. And Helena Aegon. is married to Aegon. Yes, um, she Alicent decided to go against what Rhaenyra wanted to marry Joffrey to to um that oh no to marry jace to marry jace i think to helena um or maybe it was to joffrey but i think it was to jace one of her kids um and then decided to do it in her own family which is wild because it's her brother and her husband um and i also want to say that i don't think this is going to matter but allison has another kid too by viserys but he's not in town and they haven't addressed it, and I and I think uh, George R. R. Martin said there just wasn't time, but he does exist. So there's also another kid that they just inexplicably. Oh, so this erased. other, this fourth kid does exist in the TV show. Have they mentioned that person yet? No, that's why I don't think it'll matter. But then I'm like, why, like George, just say that like he the kid they just didn't do it, but it might come into play. So that's why I'm going to say it. So mm-hmm. there is another kid too that we just don't know about, and he's just kind of in that same age range, but he's elsewhere. Um, so yes. So those are the children. Um, we get to King's Landing. Obviously the throne is what's up for debate for Drift, for Driftmark. Um, 
and uh, it's just a lot of who's going to take it and what's right. Um, they go to King's Landing. Vaymond is the one that is like, leave it to me, not to the bastard children. Um, and we don't really know what side Renice uh, is going to be on, but we'll find out later. So they go to King's Landing and things have changed. Um, it's got real religious over there. Mm-hmm. So that was really, that was really interesting because I wondered why there was so much like Targaryen orgy painting, dragon paintings on the walls. I think it was just so they could take him down and replace them with nothing or seven pointed stars. Mm-hmm. Cause it really made a stark difference. I think they're, they still exist in Viserys's room, but um, yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. And I, I, I'm sure you watched the after the episode, but I think I the did. thought is Alicent throws herself deeper into religion. She's already very religious, but deeper into the faith after what she did um, with Renera, but also probably because she feels kind of guilty about the fire at Hall. Yeah, I'm for sure. So um, the queen sits on the throne these days and she's definitely making a lot of the choices. Um, and then Renera comes and visits her dad. So anything to say about all of this? Um, I got really emotional this episode. I was like crying. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't get emotional. I, I did scream out loud um, at one point, but. Um, uh, Can't wait to find out when that was. Uh, yeah, I think that that whole sequence was excellent. I, I am so impressed. I guess impressed is not the right word, but man, Matt Smith is doing such a good job without saying much his 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 ability to capture everything that this person has gone through especially when he started as such like a young hothead um and he kind of finishes as like a little bit more um what's the word Uh, mature and and honorable and like standing by renera's side and you know and and then just like putting aside the differences between him and his brother, just help his brother in his final like days and things of that. Like there's something pretty honorable and, and his ability to step back and watch everything and like laugh, like from a third party, but then also be able to step up. Like when he steps in between the kids at the dinner and stuff like that. Um, and again, yeah. the other part that we'll talk about. Um, but uh, I found that like super, super, I I'm really enjoying watching his work without the lines and just in the background. Um, and and all of that, man, this episode really we'll talk about that later, but this episode really, really, really was an excellent send-off for Viserys in terms oh. of character arc and 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 all of that. One hundred percent. Um yeah, it was just so devastating to see um just such a stark contrast. You have the children of Renera and Damon and Harwin before he died, who were definitely like born out of love and affection for one another. You can definitely see the affection between uh, Damon and Reyna, uh, Rhaenyra, um, still playing out. Like they hold each other's hands. Like they're 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 doing a lot of gestures to show us that like they still are really affectionate toward one another. And not to say that Allison doesn't love Viserys in a myriad of different ways, but we saw what sex was for them and how 
these kids were just born out of a different kind of mutual respect or love or whatever you want to call it. And things just, it's just different. And I think Allison looks at her children differently because of Mm -hmm. that. And when you see someone like Renera show up into his, you know, Viserys's bedroom and see him for the first time. And to talk about Matt Smith, like Matt Smith couldn't even like look at his brother because Mm -hmm. it was just like too painful. And that was just so, he just did such a good job of, yeah, not even speaking. And yet he like stumbled in his words a couple times. He like stuttered. Mm -hmm. He was just so distracted and it was like really good. Um, And when you see her introduce the babies to him and, this is Viserys, and he goes, a name fit for a king, like his mm-hmm. legacy. Oh, God, it was just, it was so sad. And then they start crying, and like he's so frail, he can't even really handle their tears. It was just really, it was really beautiful and um, and tragic. And you just remember everything prior, I think. And we know how much he loves to hold his grandkids, and he can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So that was... That was really, really beautiful. Oh, and I wanted to mention before uh, back on Dragonstone, I loved watching Damon. Like his, he's like become like a gardener. Like he's his hobby is egg hunting. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And he loved it. He was like, "There's three. Yeah, this week I got three. It was yeah. so great. I'm. I just want to watch him like look for eggs. There was a theory that these could be the three of Danny's eggs. While Danny's eggs are out there right now, I think. Um, in time, I don't think these are them, but True. that's a cool, cool idea. Um, okay, so right, so the introduction of the children. So then Renera and Allison see one another. Damon makes a lot of good digs, just basically saying that Otto and Allison are running the show. Like you couldn't mm-hmm. possibly tell me right now that the moon tea that you're shoving down Viserys's half dead body is helping anything but like keeping him in this mm-hmm. fugue state the in the book um there's a theory that allison's been slowly poisoning him and i think that they're making that clear that that's not what's going on if anything Otto is just trying to make it so he can do his job better uh, yes. so Otto himself can do his job and i don't think Otto wants to be king i think Otto just wants to do what he thinks is best for the realm so not a great guy but like I don't think he's trying to like harm Viserys. I think he's just like, this yeah. is what has to happen. That's what I got from this. I got from this that by giving him that pain medicine with the seed of poppy or whatever it was, it just like, you know, it's a little oh, druggy. Right. Milk of the poppy, not Milk of the poppy. Um, <laughs> yes. But like it fogs him out. It's definitely not helping him, you know, but it, it, it relieves the pain. But it, it they make it clear to me as well that they're not actually killing him. Um, uh, however... Uh, Reese Iphens has very few lines similar to Matt Smith. Like you just know what he's up to by the way he stands his face. It's, it's pretty exceptional. It's so good. It's also really sad to see the model that Viserys has been working on since we met him. Mm. And like, not only can he not has cobwebs on it and they're burning incense anywhere, everywhere, incense everywhere because probably smells horrible in there. But not only can he not work on it anymore, but um, nobody's even there to like maintain it for him and he can watch mm-hmm. or whatever. Like he had a helper last episode cause he didn't have like a hand yeah. uh, or two episodes ago. So it's just, it's just really sad. And I, I know that the prop makers of that model, like it's, it's stunning and I don't think it's stunning and I don't think that they want to destroy it or anything, but I'm like really nervous about 
like if someone's going to just take like a axe to that thing and I don't want to watch that thing mm. get destroyed. I hope they have like a fake one that they'll replace it with because it's an incredible model. Um, but wouldn't that just be tragic if something happened to it? Um, so, uh, let's see. So Damon, right. He's uncomfortable. Then we get into the rape scene. So, well, I would, I would like to say that I appreciate that this show didn't actually show us that scene that we just had to talk about what happened. And, I, uh, you know, again, I don't need it. I think there could have been other things they could have done. But obviously, like, this is, like, the worst potential thing. Um, but I'm very happy that it was just a conversation. We didn't actually, like, need to see the scene. I no. think in an, if it was Game of Thrones, they may have actually shown it. They basically did. And I, I will never re- revisit this Sansa episode ever again if I can help it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was what was – that just was, like – I almost felt like I was getting massaged. Like my eyeballs were being, and my psyche was being massaged. Not because it wasn't horrendous what happened, but to skip the impulse that I know that Game of Thrones would have to show this, to really make us feel the horror of it. I don't care whose perspective it is. We don't need it. We don't need it at all. In fact, it's way more interesting because it doesn't really, seeing it doesn't really like further the plot at all. I mean, we know Aegon is, Aegon's a monster in that way it's way more interesting to see what Allison does afterward mm. so yeah I thought that was awesome right the point of that was to see how Allison handled it and and that yes. they just got straight to it and speaking of how Allison handles it so so many things in this scene one the way that she called her I thought I thought I think Olivia Cook's doing such a great job me too I loved how I was nervous the whole time because again, I have Cersei in, in my in my brain from Game of Thrones. Like, just I just have that as as like a analog for women in power in these in Westeros. So I was nervous. I was like, oh god. And I kept thinking, like, is she gonna poison the girl? Is she gonna cut her head off? Like, what's gonna happen? And it really it wasn't any of that. And I never thought that she was gonna be doing like I don't think she was gonna take a knife to her, but. I was, she called her sweetling, but did it so well, which is what Cersei calls Sansa, but in a different way. And it was like, Mm. it was, it was awesome to see it just be done really sweetly and actually mean it as opposed to like when Cersei says, like she she used to call Sansa like little dove and like Mm -hmm. back in what Winterfell. Um, So that was, that was really great. And I didn't know that that was Helena though, when, who came in at the end and was like, where is Dinah? She's supposed to, change the kids. I thought that was like another maid. So the hug, I didn't get right away. I was like, why is she hugging her? Oh yeah. And I, I didn't realized get that it was either. Helena. Yeah. It was Helena. And she was basically being like, oh, I'm sorry. I married you to this monster. Like, what have I done? Mm-hmm. And really what have you done, Allison? I mean, come on. Um, so yeah, I, I loved how that scene was handled. It's again, Allison showing some compassion for people. And this really makes it a lot easier to root for both sides at times mm-hmm. because there's not just it's not just a clear villain and the book sometimes they're either both villains or it's just allison mm-hmm. and allison's much more nuanced in this so love that um so yeah anything else you want to say about that well we, we can on? flash flash forward for a second 
And we're seeing that the maid, the handmaiden, is uh, feeding information to our... Talia, Miguel Sapochnik's wife. Oh, really? Yes, because everyone was like, is this good? What is this redheaded, like, maid? She's always... Is it Melisandra? Like, there were all these theories. And it was like, no, I think Miguel Sapochnik just, like, thought his wife could, like, be more in front of the camera and, like, put her in some good scenes. But in this episode, we see that she's actually being used. So, yes, yeah. continue. So she's feeding information, I think, to Damon's ex, um, who is the uh, magical accent Cassandra, woman. Masal- yeah, the white worm. Mm-hmm. Well, we think she's a white worm. Yes. I don't know what she's going to tell, though. Like, I'm curious what the news, what news from this episode she relayed. What do you, what do you, what did you get? I, I don't of? know. She may just be talking about what a monster a- Aegon is and like, you know, just, just, this was just to inform us that there is an inside person there working for a different fa- faction. And I wonder how that will influence some of the, um, some of the others, the, you know, the, the, the palace intrigue moving forward. Yes. Um. So then we're in, the same fighting yard as we were for the uh, infamous scene two episodes ago. Gosh, I think there was two episodes. And we meet, and the boys, the strong boys, don't even know that that's Eamon until he turns around, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. He see they see Eamon fighting in the um the yard, and um then we're in. This was just hilarious. I just have to mention that we're in the Godswood at that one scene where they put Renice, Renera, and Reyna in the same scene. Oh my gosh. Which I think was just to like fuck with us because, uh, uh, um, Bela could have been there too. And she wasn't. So I think it was just like, let's just put all these characters that have the same sounding names in the room. So that was really funny. Well, um, Raina hadn't seen her daughter in a couple of years, I think. Right. And so Renera brought her to kind of like soften her up so that she can like approach her about what she wanted. Yes, which is very obvious, and I get it why Rainice is like, okay, but still, like, I don't know, Rainier's trying, and it is what's supposed to happen, so, um, yeah, but we still don't know what Raina, Rainice is gonna do, um, and then we get a, a nighttime visit from Rhaenyra going in to see Viserys and asks about the prophecy, and, like, is it real, like, is this something I'm, going forward i'm kind of a reluctant leader but like i'll do it is this is this real and the conversation is sort of left unfinished but it's oh, it's just so sad mm-hmm. um okay we're almost done then we get into my personal favorite scene probably of the entire show which is in the great hall the walk the everything Viserys. Phantom of the Opera, everything. What do you want to say about all of this? Um, I think that it was an excellent scene. I thought that the emotional impact that they have of him walking in, not being like on the medication and like thinking to myself, like this is the last time he's going to save Rhaenyra's butt. Like this is the last time that he's going to be able to like actually help her. And I thought that um, Rhaenys, Rhaenys, Rainice, the, the mom. The mom, Rainice, when she, Grandma, when he, Grandma Rainice. Yeah, when she's, when he's just like, well, why don't we just ask his wife? Because like they talk. And so, and she basically could decide. 
and dis- and I like that she I find it interesting that she sides with her husband because that's because she actually goes with his wishes. She actually goes with the wishes that he said in terms of like the book the history books will remember names only and will not remember blood. And I thought that was fascinating and and she went with that and then her brother-in-law just like cannot stomach that. Yeah. Um and she accepts was- Renera's offer of marrying her two kids uh, off to the other her oldest boys. kids. Yeah, her boys. Yeah. yeah, they did a really good job of hiding to what we thought she would end up doing. But it's true because, again, Rainey says she said many times, like, I'm over it. I don't need this for myself. Like, I'll do what's required of me and what what is how the law and what you do. And this is what the wishes were and this is what the plan was. And good on her. She's the bomb and she does it. Um, I think this Ravine uh, Javadi score doing with Viserys's walk across, knowing that this walk probably like quickened his death because it probably took like everything out of him mm. when he gets to the throne and he doesn't want help. And then Damon's there and he's like, I'm here and he helps him up and the crown falls like yeah, just brother re- to brother. Oh God. It was, I, I got very, he was almost like he was walking to Rhaenyra in that scene um, when he like, that's what he's walking toward. It, it was just, it was so beautiful. Yeah. The idea that he like waves off his um, soldiers and his knights, the, the, the knights nice guard, guard and like, he's about to wave them off again, but it's actually Damon trying to help him as you mentioned. And like the picking up of the crown, you know, because like, I think it's symbolic of like Damon always kind of wanted it when he was younger and the crown is literally in his hands and he still puts it back on his brother's head. Um, and just like when he came in after the crab feeder and threw it on the ground, like yeah. she never wanted that. Mm-hmm. She always thought Viserys should have it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, that was really nice sentiment. Um, yeah. It really worked for me. And then I screamed. Yeah. So, um, Vaymond, you know, he is a man of conviction and <laughs> I guess he knew that there wasn't much left for him in this world. So, <laughs> He went with the big words and then Damon cuts his head off and leaves his tongue. So I saw Damon like shuffling around again. He's he's whether he's in the right or not, you know, he's standing up for his family. And uh, and so he gets up. Obviously, he's in the wrong for doing that. But like it's Game of Thrones. So like, who cares? Um, uh, I, I really, really enjoyed the shot where like you see him like I'm gonna cut your tongue out and then it cuts back to him and then like you just see the sword like raise up behind him and go through him and I screamed I I, I screamed like oh my god because like I just didn't expect it to happen so swiftly because this whole season's surprises have not been as crazy as that one right it's totally true um it Valyrian steel does make a clean cut and it sure did um I did too I was like ah like it was definitely like just didn't expect it and I mean he just called her a whore too so it was just like there was just so much emotion in the air and I was just like something's gonna bubble over but what will it be um and in the book uh again I think the show is trying to not favor Rhaenyra necessarily but again show us like better sides of each so that we have a harder time 
um, siding with greens and blacks because in the book, Damon does take him away and chops his, or Viserys, some, somebody, his head gets chopped off and Rhaenyra feeds him to her dragon. So they don't do that. Um, clearly because I guess they're trying, well, either they didn't have the budget this episode or they're really not trying to paint us one way or another mm-hmm. on these characters just yet in that, cause that would really, uh, turn some heads. Yes. So that was, yeah, that was wild. And then we get to see it being put back together. Rhaenys's little speech there about like her luck was, was like, it doesn't matter if my eyes are closed or open. Like I I thought that was like, she knows where she stands. She knows that she's in the middle of all this bullshit. And like, and she knows that they, the gods have taken her children, all of her children away, basically. Like mm -hmm. what is she's like, they keep keep coming. Uh, And then don't you just want Rhaenyra to be like, listen, He's not dead. Like, but she can't. I get it. No, I I honestly don't know that she can't. And I hope that it happens. Maybe she'll tell her in the same episode, like, Rainey's dies or something. Like, I I mean, like, tell Cersei it was me. Exactly. Or tells Corlys right before he dies or something. Like, don't worry. He's still alive. Mm -hmm. Just something. Because that was, that just still bugs me. Um, But it was, in general, the hall scene was so. satisfying because again Viserys is like what I'm confused we settled this why are we still talking about this Rhaenyra is my heir this the kids are fine and I know that Viserys he's just decided he knows but he's decided he's not going it doesn't fucking matter it doesn't matter so he won't pay attention to that so like it was just just so satisfying and Otto's face when he walks in, oh, it's just, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then basically the final eh, oh, yeah. two you have the, scenes. Yeah, you have the dinner yeah. scene and the death scene. So the Last Supper, as they're calling it, um, the family dinner, sans Rainies, basically. Um, it's awkward, and then it's moving, and he does his best to like bring things together. And this is when you kind of see like, okay, these are his like final big pushes to get this family to not cease with the infighting. And then Rhaenyra makes a beautiful gesture and Alicent makes a gesture and they really, I was really moved and she's moved. She says, you'll make a fine queen. Like this is crazy because this is not, she was legitimately and when she says, like, don't go, like, you just got here, that was real. And that's not how – that's – they're adding that in just to show that they were this close to reconciling almost mm-hmm. or to trying to get each other back into each other's lives in that way. Um, this is while Viserys is in the room. So do you have anything to say about all that before Viserys yeah. leaves? Yeah. Um, I think that's – I. A little part of me still questions whether a lot of that was genuine or just trying to appease Viserys. I think um, it starts trying to appease. And yeah, like, and I think they realized that. from something real. Yeah. Um, so I like all of that stuff. And then when they start dancing and the kids are just punks, um, the kids are truly punks. And um, But I understand why all the kids would have beef with each other, but like they're still punks. Uh, and you know what? Like This is what he lives for, his family. And, you know, when he takes off the mask, like, to see, like, I am your granddad and stuff like that, like, your grandsire. And I, I, I liked all of that scene. That whole scene was full of tension, full of, like, relief at the same time. 
um, and really kind of set up what's going to be happening next. Um, and in a way, and, um, you know, with, with Viserys, it like, I think they said it in the after credit stuff, the like behind the scenes stuff, like this is the first time he actually like stands up and says something because like, you know, Viserys's reign is going to be remembered as a peaceful one. It's just going to remember the high level stuff. And, and you can look at it one of two ways that his reign was peaceful, but afterwards everything went to shit. So is that his fault? Um, you know what I mean? Or the fact that he was king for X amount of years and there was peace, basically peace throughout and they won some of those battles. Like that's a positive thing. So, you know, it's, it's very interesting um, what they're going through in general. Yeah, I guess we'll see how the history books remember it is based on how bad it gets uh, afterward and if it will be something that they consider something that he should have foreseen happening and put into place so that it wouldn't uh, while he was around. Mm -hmm. But it's certainly clear that the adults have imparted all this bias and prejudice into their children who are now going to ruin everything. Um, uh, so Viserys leaves it's very sweet between Alice and Rhaenyra and you really just are like, Oh man, they're so close. And then of course the pig comes out, which is a reference to the pink dread. And then Aegon becomes an immediate dick because Aegon's ready for a fight at all times. Mm -hmm. You see him all throughout this episode, just like grabbing a shield in the great hall. Like, what are you going to do? Aemond? Like, I mean, Aegon, uh, I mean, sorry, Aemond, what are you going to do? Like what you're just ready for the fight. Um, Helena gets the we see we hear Helena say the be, beware the beast beneath the boards, um, and then that dancing scene, which is so sweet because like she dances with Luke, and that's like Allison probably watches that and is like they should have been together, sweetly dancing. As this happens while Viserys, I think, is there, but mm -hmm. you know they should have been together, not this horrible monster child's brother husband. <laughs> but also on top of that, like. All of that good-natured fun and, like, family time they were having. I mean, it, because Viserys left before the negative stuff started to happen, like, he thought, like, he, and I imagine him believing that it's time to go. I can leave now. I can, I, I left this family in a better place than I left it than a couple of days yes. ago. And, and, you know, and, and that allowed him to kind of feel okay to kind of, like, let go. And truly, he did leave it in a better place. Um... It just, the kids, like, kind of screw it up a little bit. Um, so, yeah. And then we already talked about the white worm bit. Then we get to bedtime. And um, what what did you think? I'm so curious what you thought of this. Because this this is a, a change or add, this is different. That This is a surprise to everyone. Okay. And what, yeah. So what do you... Two what things. Do you think? I hate nothing oh. more than miscommunications. Um, oh no! Like even when you watch like Seventh Heaven and like Ruthie would hear something, like overhear something and take it the wrong way, and you have an hour of like miscommunications. It was just very frustrating. But I I liked how it was structured in terms of like he thinks he's having his unfinished conversation with Renera. And because Alicent is there and just doesn't understand the actual And they context, name their kids both Aegon. Yeah, like I think this just goes to show, like pick unique names um, instead. But um, I, I, I understand what was happening there. Um, it was very frustrating. Um, and uh, 
I love the shot of Allison leaving with in the background, in the foreground was the dagger. Like the answer was like right there in front of them, yes. but you just never know. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is that um, something that really struck me in that sequence uh, was it was very Hamilton. Uh, where at the end of Hamilton, you know, Eliza like breathes in with like gasps, I should say, at the end. Um, you know, this this scene just encompassed everything that Viserys really cared about, which was Emma. And I think yeah. the last thing he says is my wife my and love. like my love. And my in my war, in my imagination, like he sees my the wife. light. My wife. He sees uh, Emma like and basically like. Every single day of his life since he made the decision to not save her um, mm-hmm. for the boy, I think he regrets that every single day. And I think Absolutely. that he realizes that he made a terrible mistake um, just for the realm. Um, and that's why he's, you know, and that's why he's so good to Renera and, 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 and does all these things for Renera. Um, and when it comes down to it, like his whole being since that first episode has completely just been about his regret um, of of breaking his family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just regret in general of his whole ruling, I think. Yeah. The So I hate miscommunication, too. I liked this twist that was not Allison just being like, well, I want Aegon, my Aegon, to be the king. I don't think she wants her Aegon to be the king, which is no. what was cool about this because she was like, you are no are son of mine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And she, uh, you're no son of mine. So that was really cool because, again, it's almost like she's trying to do Viserys's wish going forward, we presume. And Rhaenyra is too, but they don't know that they're opposing. So I like that because they both think that they're doing the right thing. Um, there's also the possibility that she could go against Viserys's wishes that she could not really make a con I don't think she knows about the prophecy really no. I just think that they had the conversation when Allison was younger in front of the fire when he told her about I had a dream I saw my son right you no know, so she doesn't know that he's a dr- like that he gets these there there's the Targaryen dragon dreamers and everything so that that doesn't bode very well because that you know that supports the idea that she believes that this is a a dream and that's important, a prophecy sort of thing. Um, but you know, she could talk to her Ren- if, since this is on the table, I'm like, well, she could talk to Rhaenyra about it. I'm sure Rhaenyra, it's not going to be a very compelling argument. I mean, Rhaenyra could be like, I have the receipts, look at the knife. But what if she's just like, well, did you just put that on there? I mean, I don't know. It could go a lot of different ways, but I really hope it's not because she was confused because that is really frustrating Mm. if this entire thing is based on a miscommunication yeah as opposed to actual anger for each other a miscommunication like it's more interesting that like that allison has the her dad whispering in her ear while all and and was worried for her children but also is feels betrayed by renera in terms of her lies Um, and then it's just a shame that it's all based on just a miscommunication. And if she says something like, I know that's the point. I know if she says something in passing, like under her breath, like, Oh, the prince who was promised and Rhaenyra hears it. She'll be like, wait, what'd you say that, you know, that's about me. So, you know, there's a chance. I just, uh, yeah, I, I have no idea what, what, uh, you know, implications this is going to have. 
But yeah, that was it for Viserys. It was a beautiful, beautiful episode for Patty Considine. Um, I think I think he'll definitely get nominated for an Emmy for that. And it was just yeah, it was just a really, really well done, well done episode. Everybody's so good. Um, I love Emma Darcy. Uh, I really want to try her Negroni with Prosecco. Um, yeah, I, the, the two of them are just delightful. I've been, I've like fell down a rabbit hole with them, and yeah. they're just, yeah, just delightful humans. All right, shall we move to the Rings of Power? Sure. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have very little to say about the Rings of Power. All right. Well, you lead it and. We'll see what we have to say. I don't have a ton either. Um, I can, I mean, I have a, I have a ton, but I won't talk about it all. We can keep it, keep it simple. Uh, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid from the office. Um, what, what did you think first of the episode? The I. Yeah, I think it's great. I'm kind of bored. Like, I, I think that it's just like, this was one of those boring fallout episodes. Like, are there cool things in the episode? Absolutely. Like, to me, I think it's very clear that the stranger is a wizard. And the fact that, like, these Harfoots are like hobbits, you know, after them are, you know, siding with, like, what is right. And I think this is where the bond between, like, the species of Harfoot hobbit, um, like, really is, um, you know, uh, uh, bonding with that wizard and wizards in general. So that that's my thought about that. And it's fine. Um I, I still don't understand who the um the you know albino hooded people are with magic. Mm-hmm. Um uh but I you know I enjoy that. You know, all the fallout from uh you know the Southlands turning into Mordor, which was a cool effect. Yeah, didn't didn't need the like the word. We could have just used the amazing uh joseph mall to say Mordor. like we don't he he loves saying sure we don't need him to say the like the chrono whatever but it's fine yeah i mean <laughs> I, all I that, that i don't know these to me these episodes are gorgeous and do not need to be an hour each um there's just like a lot of fat in there which is fine and good but like then you have some annoying characters like the sun and stuff like that there's some like good conversation here or there it, it's fine um, my favorite stuff is still the, um, dwarf elf stuff. The mithril stuff is, is oh, definitely my favorite. Great. All those, those, honestly, I didn't pay attention to a lot of some stuff in this episode. Cause it was like on in the background ish. Um, this, but I, I, at any time that there were conversations between Elrond and, and, and the, uh, and the dwarves Durin. and Durin and Durin and his wife. And then like that end sequence, of them uh, closing it and then the ball the balrog. The balrog. Show, yeah, like seeing like, oh, this is why Kaza Doom, like you know, and I yeah. like seeing the leaf turn and all of that stuff. Like and I like the idea of like, you know, when you are king, which you're going to be king, like then is when you can decide to like, you know, unearth the mithril and stuff like that. Um, so like all that stuff is good, but I'm just kind of like andor stuff is happening. Um she-Hulk, we're almost at the finale. Game of Thrones, things is happening. Excuse me, how hot D every week things are happening more and more. I just feel like this is just like fits and stops. And I'm just not as invested in these characters as I as I I'm more invested in the beauty of the show than I am in the characters and where they're going. 
Um, I'm 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 truly hoping that you know these next this next finale is like leaves us with something yearning more. But I can imagine the finale being like, okay, that was a solid season. I, I don't know if anything happened, but like cool. So I, I'm I'm expecting a lot from next week. To be completely honest, I am too, and I I think we'll get we'll at least find out who Sauron is, if not the characters. So that might speed things up a little bit. Um, do you still I think it's Halbrand? I do. I will give my reasons later. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love the Doran and Elrond stuff. I had no issue with the origin of the Balrog and all that. I thought that was great. Uh, some people do, but I, I don't have any issue with that. Um, yeah, I, I loved all of that symmetry. I, I shipped the two of them. Like I, they were so, it was like, I want them to like make out and also be best friends. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it was, it was great. Uh, that, yeah, that was just, the thing is that that's really compelling is that the King Doran, Papa Doran is, is right. And we know that he's right. They should not keep digging for this stuff. But we also root for them to do it because we love Doran and we love Elrond and we think that that's like their arguments really sure. compelling too. So that I like that push and pull of what I know is right and what I want to happen. So that yeah, I really I love that whole that whole thing. Um, back in the Southlands, yeah, I mean, okay, first of all, she calls out to her best friend Halbrand first when she opens her eyes with paprika everywhere. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I liked the pairing of her and Theo, though. I don't like Theo, but I liked the two of them. Um, I had two favorite Easter eggs in this episode. One was the two of them under the road when the orcs came by. That was very Fellowship. Sure. When all that was what I thought of that. And then, of course, yet again, love the Harfoot singing. So juicy sweet. Did you catch that? Uh, Yes. Loved that because I love... Smeagol's song. So mm-hmm. that was like when she looked down in the water, I was I was like, is there a ring there? Oh no, the rings haven't been forged yet. And I knew that couldn't be, but it really made you think that. And how fast they get they they hide. Like no wonder no one knows about them. Yeah. Like that was so cool. Um uh yeah, I have no idea what's going on with the stranger, the weird white cultists, and um I don't, I don't know. I mean, the obvious thing that the internet thought when we saw this still was that he was Sauron and he did have the weird staff thing that looks like what the eye sits in. But then I feel like everyone said, this isn't Sauron. And then the internet was like, you're right. It's not Sauron. Calm down. Um, I think, yeah, I think the stranger is just, just a wizard. What was really cool is they talk about Greenwood Mm. And that is Mirkwood. Yes. So they're headed there where we know that there are spiders and there are elves and there mm-hmm. are ents and there are dwarfs. So that's going to be really cool. And I think that that'll be a prime time for where a lot of cool stuff is going to happen. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just like some of my notes I can just skip. It was sad. Muriel, all she sees is darkness now. Mm. That was very sad. Um, we did finally get her, um, Galadriel's husband addressed. Yes. Helenbor, um, which she, who she thinks is dead. Maybe he's not actually dead. We'll see. Maybe she'll be allowed to hook up with Halbrand because she thought her husband was dead. 
Um, and then she'll find out he's alive. I just don't know why Ellen Dill didn't look for his son, Isildur. Like, why didn't you look for him? Mm-hmm. I did not see him look. And that he's obviously alive. So that that's confusing. And I did wonder if they were going to go back to Numenor because they have to bring back Narsil and, like, the Palantir and, and stuff. So, yes, I guess they go back and then they will come back once more. Yeah. Some of them will. And it won't go well for everyone. Um, juicy, sweet, love that. Um, let's see. Yeah, I also got, yeah, there was, there was just a bunch of kind of beautiful parallels to the fellowship in this episode. Um, uh, I'm just a hard foot. That's all I'll ever be. Yeah. I don't know. The I the most thought... the most Lord of the Rings line in this is when the Harfoot's like, if only just once in your life, if you could be wrong or like not be right or whatever. I was like, that's like the most like Hobbit like line possible. I love it. Well, that and then soon after, before I think it was before that, when they're like, come on, like we gotta go, and he's like, give them a minute. It made me think of Boromir when he's like, what what does he say? He's like, give them give them a moment to their grief or whatever his yeah, line is mm-hmm. in that. That was right. Um, yeah. I mean, in terms of Sauron, Sauron watch 2022, all I'm saying is that we don't know how Halbrand got that wound. They found him on the road and now he gets to go. He needs elvish medicine. So now he gets to go see the elves. And all I'm saying is Sauron is chatty with the elves when these rings get forged. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying this is his quick and easy in to get to the elves, which we I think Sauron eventually does. That's the only evidence I have in this episode. I'm I'm very I am I am starting, I'm not doubting myself, but with every episode, I'm like, wait, maybe I'm really, really wrong. And I'm just gonna feel like a big silly idiot at the end but it just can't be as obvious as the stranger and, it, and i really don't think it can be an obvious i if anything i thought that the white uh cloaked cultist was maybe sodomon like because he wore white uh yeah so but, i don't know but, but Saruman, i'm sure at some point he was Saruman the gray i guess right and I saw that's true the that's true but so yeah yeah i think that um what percent are you high right now on uh am him? i i'm just am i high zero yeah, percent high right now on him being um, Saruman. on him being sorrow sauron i oh god it it does wait i think after this episode i'm like 90 percent sure just because he gets mm. he's like mm, this needs elvish medicine and that was when i was like oh does it now oh mm. we're one of the elves because i was trying to figure out how is this how does he get there and like Again, I actually think that in the timeline, he's already been sowing discourse. So it's going to be a little clunky. I don't know. And we don't know what they have the rights to. Sure. Uh, and they've changed stuff and compressed the timeline. So again, I just don't know. What I don't, what makes me think it's not him is because we see in the like stills of the show that they're like putting on Instagram and everything right now of Sauron's like silhouette with the crown. Yes. Mm -hmm. The pointy. And I'm like, I don't see Halbrand putting that on. Like he's a person. He's a human, a pretty face. He's got nice hair. Like where does he get this garb so fast? Maybe he gets Darth Vader. Yeah, he could. 
an Anakin. I mean, I do liken Sauron to Anakin. What I think Sauron could be is Anakin. Um, Halbrand, Anakin. See, I don't like that. I think that Saruman is a, excuse me, Sauron is, to me, is pure evil. And I don't like these things when they're trying to, like, humanize how, like, these this what is supposed to represent pure evil is, like, you know, how uh, the only one that kind of works for me is Darth Vader. But a lot of these yeah, other, I was gonna say, the other, but like Sauron, like is supposed to be pure evil. That is his point during the books. Like at yes. least, and, and I don't, I don't really love this. Like, even if it's in the books, I don't really love this humanizing of this character. That's <laughs> just supposed to be pure evil. And that's why like we root for these hobbits and things like that. I don't want to empathize with this, this pure evil thing at all. That's true. It would it would affect my viewing a little bit of later stuff because yeah, you just want to be like evil, evil, evil. He just I mean, he could get corrupted. It's a bit it's a long time until he's just the war and then the eye. So maybe he starts feeling like he's doing like he's has kind aspirations and then something happens. But you're right. That that is I grapple with that because I I like the story when you feel like you oh my god, you get to go back in time and you see the villain before they came a villain. I get kind of chills with, with chills with that. But it is true that like you can't just turn Fellowship Two Towers and Return of the King just on its head for me being like I feel bad for the eye. Yeah, like <laughs> I know I, the eye uh, once was in love with an elf. Yeah, like I don't need that uh, at all. Um, yeah. Whereas, whereas the fact that Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi has to be redeemed and like part of the character arc in the original trilogy is that he's his father and like all of that, like then you can start to empathize because you're creating these, fami- f- f- you know, these familial um, bridges and connections. And then you can go back and see like, okay, then how did this man become like this, like evil person versus like Sauron is supposed to, represent the evil and the evil in our hearts and the evil and all of that. And I would prefer that to be a pedestal of evil as opposed to like, well, he was once a man that was corrupted and now he's pure evil. Like I've seen it before. I don't need that. That that's what makes the hobbits more interesting to me because of the complete opposite. Yeah, no, you make a really good point. It's very true. Uh, Yeah, it's very true. Uh, I want what you say to happen that it's like, that he's pure evil and that maybe it's not that. But then I, the other options on the table, I don't like. So that's where I'm stuck because if it's somebody stupid, like the cultists, I'm like, I don't, that's lame. And also that's the most obvious. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Adar, it's not Adar. And then all we're left with is the stranger and like, Again, I've already decided I'm, you know, just Joanna could just be Gandalf. Like, it's not even just a wizard. It might be actually Gandalf, which is just whatever. So it's not, and they're not just going to open, this isn't the kind of show that just opens the door and says, here's Sauron. Like, it's going to be someone we know. I know that. There's no one else on the table. So, uh, yeah. But, but it does work if these all turn out to be ring raves or not all of them, but the ones that are human. Something else. Or something. I am interested if like Halbrand's jo- like main pur- purpose is to like raise Sauron from whatever like like his you know horcruxes or whatever, and then like he becomes like the head Nazgul or something like that. 
That's true. Uh, that's true. Or he just, maybe Halbrand is like a weird form of him, but like the real Sauron just like used him as a weird avatar. Go see Avatar in out in theaters now. Um, and then like he, so the real one's really evil because it really works well with Galadriel though. If she welcomed this back to Middle Earth and because she was looking to, to seek it out and kill it, and she's the very one that brings it back, which makes her feel yeah. so tied to it. So it does work really well. Yeah, and it, if Galadriel's the main character of all of this, then like it kind of has to be Halbrand, or at least be inside of him. Yeah, and it makes and, it, and seeing her later in Fellowship and what she's talking about and how she's talking and the words she's using, like it's really cool if it's Halbrand. But I'm also with you that I just want him to be evil. So we'll see. What is it? One more? Is this? This is it, right? Yeah, one I believe more? it's one more. I can't believe it's already here. I'm gonna just have to watch Fellowship for a whole another year. Um, but yeah, I, they have a lot to do in this episode. We're gonna have to see something talk about getting forged. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to you know, to make it. I guess. The last episode, I'll determine. Yeah. We'll determine if I liked this whole show. Yes, I agree. For storytelling. Yeah, because if, if kind of only like a couple things happen next week, I can be like, well, this was all kind of pointless. <laughs> this is just pretty. Yeah, pretty it's beautiful, but like I need more than that. Yeah. Well, nerds, I will sit the throne today. We hope you had as much fun as we had, and we hope you'll join us next time for our coverage of the next episode's of She-Hulk and Andor. As a small universe and a multiverse of other nerd verses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And follow along on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. We want to thank you so much for listening and following along. Please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, go toward goodness. 